Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on Fed Up and Tired. I am Melissa. And I am Mary Nell. And today we are going to be answering new mom questions. Yep. We went to the good old Google and did a little research, and we've got the top most Googled questions for new moms. Yes, and this is inspired by my niece, Shaylee. And she is due next month. Yeah, the end of next month. So I would try to tell her, you know, little bits and pieces of advice. But, of course, she thinks that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So for all you new moms out there, here's what we know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mary, now kick us off. All right. So um, my first question is how soon after pregnancy can you get so, this is a good question because people really need to know this. Yes. Because and you do not want to do back to back. No, it's back not. To back no, it's really not that. It's really not that great. No. No, it's not. It's really not. So, um, according to the various resources that I have read, um, it can be as early as six weeks after you give birth. So, yep. you can, you know... That's what all the doctors yeah. tell you. Because that's that's when you start... That's roughly when a good amount of women start their period after they give birth. Is around six weeks after. Do you know, I have this app that I track my cycle on. And after I had James, I went back and looked... And from the date of my last period until the first period after I had him, it was like 14 days shy of a full 365 days. And I was like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. That was nice as hell. Yeah. No pads, no tampons. Wow. But then again, you also have a lifelong commitment from it. So right. I don't think it would be worth it. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I mean, don't is, get me wrong. I love my babies. That's not what I mean. I pregnancy mean, is not a way to get rid of your, your period. That's what I meant. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I meant. Don't go getting pregnant just because you don't want to have a period for Exactly. That exactly. <laughs> that's what I meant. It only ends in despair and, and headaches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my children too. But um but that is a really good piece of advice or a good thing to know because I mean, like I said, you don't want to have them back to back. No. It's not it's really rough on your body. It it's is hard. It is, and we know this from experience. We have both had children that are within just about a year of each other. No, they're about 18 months apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... And it was rough. It is rough. I mean, I was pregnant. I was four months pregnant at my son's first birthday. Yeah. So, it was... Yes, it was very rough. Yeah. Plus, let yourself fully heal before you do anything like that. You know, that's the best thing to do. They tell you not to have sex until... Um, until you're six weeks out because you're healing. Mm-hmm. You're... Your whole area down there is not yet healed. So you have to wait that whole six weeks to heal. And then after the six weeks, you're like, oh, shit, I can get pregnant again. Damn it. I know, right? (laughs) So, Uh but, yeah, I uh, I think we both learned our lesson on that. You know, I just have to say this, too, because it's really funny. Um, after I had Penny, I wanted to get on birth control because I've never been on it. Right. Actually, I wanted to have my tubes tied. Yeah. And I went to the console. They were telling me how they were going to do everything. And I was like, um, what are the birth control options again? (laughs) (laughs) I am not down for the surgery. No, 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 no. I'm good. No, thanks. So I just went with birth control. (laughs) Yeah. I um because I had a planned cesarean um with my with Lenora. Yeah. They offered to tie my tubes mm-hmm. while they were in there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Because I've read studies where women have said that tying their tubes led to early onset menopause for them. 
And so I just started thinking about that, and I was like, my hormones are already out of whack now. I don't even want to know what it would be like to, like, not have that natural thing happening at, you know, 20, 27, 28. So I was just like, ah, no. <laughs> the surgery just freaked me out. The, the, that freak, well, it didn't freak me out because I was like, damn, you're already cutting through all right, seven layers I, of my abdomens. Right, but that wasn't the case for me. I, right. I didn't have that. And with Penny, everything was natural with her. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't yeah. an option for me. It was an, uh, it was a whole procedure by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like, you that. have the, um, the implant? Didn't you get the... Yeah, that's what I ended up with. Yeah. The IUD, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. didn't you have issues with that? Like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, you were having cramps and stuff? I mean, everybody does it first, but no. It's no. been great, actually. <laughs> That's good. That's it's been good. really great. You know, my friend, um, she had one, and they implanted it sideways. And it was causing her so many, so much pain. Yeah. And so she went to back to the gynecologist, and they're like, oh, my God. Your IUD was implanted incorrectly, and she's like, "Oh shit, is that why I'm hurting like this?" No, they actually did an ultrasound and they put it in to yeah. make sure it was in the right place well, and everything. So apparently, it is very easy to do to to accidentally put it in sideways. Yeah, I mean, I've heard yeah. that, but I mean, I had I don't know. I had a great doctor. Oh yeah, no, problems. I'm not saying yeah. yours is implanted sideways. I'm just saying like hers was. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> All right. We spent enough on this one. What is yours? Uh, I think this one is kind of funny. Uh, why is my baby crying? And the only reason I think that is funny is because babies cry about literally everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty vague question. I think the best thing to do is to spend some quality time with your child. Yeah. And that way you can get to know what their cries mean. And not only that... It's also really important to have them on the schedule because if they're on a schedule, depending on what time of day it is, you'll know what's wrong with them. You know, if it's around their time that they normally eat, you know they're hungry. If it's around nap time, you know they're sleepy. If it's neither one of those, they may want a butt change or they may want to be held, you know, whatever. But it'll give you a better understanding of what's going on with them when they are crying. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. The question is not why is the baby why is my baby crying? It's why is he not crying? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> Alright, my next question is uh, how do I get rid of a pacifier? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Melissa's answer is to be, don't give them one at all. Yeah, that's what I did with my kids, and it worked great. Yeah. Never had to deal with that. Um, I'm having an issue right now with that and my son, because my son does not want to give up his pacifier. And I think it's because Lenora has one. Yeah. You know, and so he's like, I don't know, he's like, well, she's got one. Why can't I have one? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been really difficult because, um, see, Jeremy wants him to, like, just quit cold turkey. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that. So we decided we'd only give it to him at nighttime. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is I don't really follow that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because... On a daily basis, there's just so much stuff that he goes through with his, yeah. you know, like, in yeah. his head. And I'm just like, how am I going, why would I take the one thing that gives you comfort? Mm-hmm. Why would I, why? Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. That's my baby, you yeah. know? And I can't take, I can't deny him when he comes up to me and goes, Mommy, I'm my patchy. Mama, get my patchy back. <laughs> how am I supposed to tell my baby no? Like, how? Yeah. You know? And 
he's only two. It's not like he's four and it's in kindergarten, you know? I mean, he's two. Yeah. So, but anyway. Uh, that would be hard. It is. Yeah. It is. But Jeremy's just supposed to take it from him. And then he gets pissed off, you know? And, like, oh, he's never going to get rid of it. He, I guess I see where Jeremy is coming from, too. It's like, treat him like a normal kid. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not gonna... I mean, you give, just said that you babied him a little because he has a lot going on, and that I because he's said, I could do the same thing. It's because he's so young. You know, yeah. when he gets older, you know, more than likely when he gets older, ho- hopefully... All this shit's resolved, you know? Yeah. But as moms, that's, we think differently from the dad. No, yeah. You know, dad's like, hey, he's fine. Treat him like a normal kid. Just take it. But we're like, no, just, just wait. You know, it's okay. Well, I have heard your mom say that the best thing to do is just throw it out the window while you're driving down the road and just be like, hey, Cassie's gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I've um, heard her say that. My grandma told me to cut the tips off. Um, you know, I've also heard people say that you can put something like sour or nasty tasting on the end. So they'll start associating that with the nastiness <laughs> of whatever yeah. it is. No, he would just bring it to me. My patchy dude, you wash it off? Like, that's my son. Yeah. Yeah, he he you know would look at it and you know see what whatever's do? on it. I would wash it and then kind of secretly somehow put whatever it was back on it and then hand it to him. Be like, here you go, buddy. That's some he's shit I would do. It. No, he's going to see it. No, I would secretly. You didn't hear me. <laughs> secretly put it on somehow and then give it back. That's what I would do. What are you putting on there that he's not going to see? I don't know. I can't remember what people say. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've heard lemon because it's really bitter. Uh, he likes lemon. Um, he eats them. Maybe rub it with some ginger. You know, that's a very strong flavor. Yeah, I guess. Garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, make it unattractive. That's yeah. the whole point. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard people say that. I guess that's really it. Like, I never well, had to deal with that. Jeremy said that with each of the girls, him and Jamie took them to Build-A-Bear, and they had to give him all their passies. Oh. And he, they put the passies in the bear. That's very clever. So Cookie has pacifiers in her. Ah, okay. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's what they named the bear cookie. Yeah, they named That's cute. Cookie. Yeah. That's a really creative way, though. Yeah. Especially since they'll always have the bear, so it's like they still have the passy. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Okay, my next question is, what and how much should I feed my baby? Um, Whatever they want. Okay. Whatever they the want to stop part, eating. First part was what? Uh, I guess that depends on how old they are. Yeah. Uh, the best thing to do, which is what my pediatrician told me to do, was to start, I guess, with baby cereal and maybe put a little bit of formula in the formula mm-hmm. in there with it and uh, mix it up, see how they do with that. And if they do well with that, then you can move on to baby foods. And then once they get past the baby food stage, which honestly, I don't feel like lasts very long, maybe a month, if you're lucky, three months. Because after that, they're like, oh, food is fucking delicious. I want it all. And then they smell dinner and they're like, you give them the baby food. They're like, what the? This does not match what I'm smelling right now. (laughs) This is not going to (laughs) work. But after that, then you get to the table food and, you know, just start with soft foods and, you know, work their way up. Hopefully by then they have teeth, so they'll be able to chew. Yeah. Hell, Lenora 
Still ain't got no teeth. She's chewing the shit out of some strawberries. Oh, she's dominant, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she sure is. The next part is how much should I feed my baby? Um, I always was always told by my parents that my kids will quit eating when they're full. Yeah. If you have a child... Okay, I take that back. Penny, she will eat until she throws up. Mm. She will do that. So... If, you know, I'll give her her meal, and if she eats all of that, I may give her a little bit more if she wants it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not just going to keep giving it to her, because I know at some point, she's just eating to be greedy. Yeah. So, you know, and they have a really small stomach, so Mm -hmm. they'll let you know, and if you feel like they're overeating, use your better judgment. Right. Uh, my next question is, how can new parents cultivate new attachments with their new child? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> can you repeat that? <laughs> how can new parents cultivate new attachments with their new born? So they're basically basically asking, how do you how can bond, I bond yes. with my child? Yes. And why the fuck couldn't they just say that? Be- because they had to use big words. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, cultivate means yeah, whatever. You know, I'm to, just saying. To nourish. Yeah. Okay. The attack, you know. Okay. Go okay. ahead. All right. So, um, how to bond with your child? How to bond with your child? <laughs> I mean. What you do what they tell you, you know, skin to skin. Mm-hmm. That's what they encourage you to do because yep. your baby, you know, they're you guys are, you know, skin to skin. You know? <laughs> You're as close as close can yes. be. Yes. And so they, they smell you, they get to know the smell of you. Who to relate that to? Who yeah. to relate that to? And they hear your heartbeat, feel your warmth, so they know that you're a living thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just the most intimate you can be with your child. Yeah. Like, just that really helps to cultivate the new relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I'm not going to lie. I really didn't do that with any of my kids. You didn't do skin to skin? No. Oh. No, not really, no. I mean, I held them a lot, like, really close to me, of yeah. course. We cuddled all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did skin, like, I did skin to skin both of them. I just, um, Michael was a little big, but I had this, um, the, the dressing gown. Uh-huh. Because I was breastfeeding, the dressing gown, I flipped it, un, untied it and flipped it down. And then I had a robe over, and I would just tuck him and then tie my robe up and just hold him there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I did the same I with Lenora. It just helps you feel closer to them. I mean, I feel close to them when I'm cuddled up with them, even if we're not skin to skin. Yeah. I don't know. They can still hear my heartbeat and feel my heartbeat. Yeah, it's just it's something about the smell of your skin. Like, the clothes, because they're washed in the laundry detergent and all that stuff, they kind of block your natural scent. So, like, well, that becomes part of your scent. No, like, sure. they're talking, we're talking about like musk, like this yeah, actual know, smell still, of still, your skin. Still, yeah, I guess. So, you want them to relate you to the laundry detergent? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, when my kids smell that, they're gonna <laughs> think of me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they don't smell somebody else's musk and think of you, but they're going to smell somebody else's laundry and think of me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. My next question is, when will my baby start sleeping through the night? Well, pumpkin. Mm. I hate to tell you this, but yeah. all babies are different. Uh-huh. Elijah started <clears throat> sleeping all the way through the night around two months old. My second child was around 10 months old. 
and Penelope was around seven months old. So you never know. But I will say, I think that having them, well, when they get to the point to where they're like past the newborn stage and they're able to be in a room by themselves, that I think is one of the one of the best ways to get them to sleep all night long. Yeah. Because there's no interruptions by you coming in or out or rustling around in the bed, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Yeah. You know, my bed, it makes noise every time you, like, turn over. So that would make her toss and turn. And it was annoying. But it wasn't until I put her in the room with her brother yeah. and got her out of my room completely that she started sleeping all night long. Yeah. And even the two of them together... She still slept all night long, and they did surprisingly well. I just put them to bed, and they went to sleep. Yeah. Maybe their company together also made them feel a little safe, and they were able to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I can say that for me, what worked was definitely separating them from, you know, me and Jeremy. Like, them having their own place to sleep, and, you know, especially not in a room with Mommy and Daddy. You know, so. Oh, and it, especially with them being young, make sure that you feed them really well. Yes. Before you put them to bed. <laughs> yes. Depending on your child, you may be able to add a little bit of cereal to the formula. Mm-hmm. And that'll kind of help hold them over a little bit longer as well. Yeah. I actually had somebody tell me to put baby food in this formula in the bottle at night. Oh, I do that. I do you that. told me that? Yeah, I did I can't that. remember who it was. Yeah, you get the you get it nice and warm, and then you do like something you know, kind of soft, like um, applesauce well, or it's something. Baby like that. food, it's all soft. Well, some of it's a little thicker. Yeah, you know, like if you do squash or something that like that. So gross. Yeah, I mean, um, I did sweet potatoes. It what she loved it. That was her favorite one. I don't remember which <clears throat> one I did, but I did try it. I don't remember which one it was. Probably was a Penelope because. No, it was with James. Anyway, what's your next question? My next question is, <clears throat> all right, how much caffeine can a mom who is breastfeeding have? With my experience, one cup of coffee. <laughs> one cup of coffee a day. Um, I actually went every other day. Because I was like, I don't even want to take a chance. But one mm-hmm. cup of coffee. If mm-hmm. you drink more than one cup of coffee a day, you're going to have an awake child. Oh, I'm sure. And I made that mistake. And I was up all night. Uh, and all day the next day. And then all night again. I have no experience with that. I tried to breastfeed, but it did not work out. So It, it has its ups and downs. Okay. So what's your next question? <clears throat> Okay, mine is, why won't my three-year-old listen to me? Um, Because they're three. I think the best answer is because they're three, yeah. Uh, But if there is some kind of scientific myth behind it, let me know, because I definitely have a three-year-old that does not listen at all. And it's really annoying i have a two-year-old i can understand the frustration on that yes but i will say that by the time they are three they are able to connect um a certain action with a consequence so i mean they're being defined but maybe there's a way you can connect a consequence with that action and get them to quit (laughs) possibly yeah, that's the only thing I but can But then suggest. you have the whole issue of they don't give a shit. Well, stick to it. No, no, no. They don't give a shit at all. Like, stick <laughs> to it. Be firm. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. How do you get your baby to sleep through the night in their own crib? Um, Don't give them the option to sleep in the bed with you. When they get to about... Three or four months, they need to go ahead and start sleeping in their own bassinet. Um, so don't don't even give them the option to sleep in the bed with you when they're old enough to understand what's going on. You know, 
like do it before they get to that point. See, with me and my last two, well, even with Elijah, they slept in the bed with me for probably the good, I would say at least six weeks, but yeah. I did have a bassinet for them, mm-hmm. and they would nap in it. It's just that night I would hold them, and then it got to the point to where I was like, all right, I don't want you to get used to this, so then I made them sleep in their bassinet. Right. And then when they got too big to be in the bassinet, you know, they were rolling really good, I moved <clears throat> them to the crib. So, if they're used to sleeping by themselves, then it shouldn't be too hard. But if you've already made it a habit of putting them in the bed with you, you're going to have a battle. And I feel like the only way to to deal with that is you're going to have to let them just kind of cry it out. Yeah, they have to learn how to self-soothe. Yeah, it also teaches them that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a struggle getting Michael to sleep on his own because he he's always been a little bit of a loner. Yeah, my kids always did great, too. I didn't have a problem. And it wasn't hard getting Lenora to sleep in her own bassinet. What was hard was getting Lenora to go to sleep in another room. So we ended up, yeah, we ended up, like, because she had to stay in the room with us until she was almost, you know, six or seven months old. And then we moved her out to the living room. And then when we got the room to where we could put her in there with Addison, that's when we put her in there, mm-hmm. you know. But she, you know, slept in the room with us, and it, it was. It was aggravating. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we just had to let her cry it out. Yeah. And the first maybe four or five nights, we had to let her cry herself to sleep. And then, you know, and then it, it got less and less and less. Of you course, know, She yeah. would cry a little bit, and then... Lay down and go to sleep. She'd realize mama and daddy weren't coming. Yeah. You know, and then she would cry a little more and, you know, but it got, it got better. You just have, like you have said, you have to stick to it. Yeah. I think it's harder on the parents than it is the kid because of course it's parents when they cry and I'm not going to lie, they're going to scream because yes. they know how to push your buttons and make you come there mm-hmm. to, to listen to them. But it's harder for us as parents to hear that and not go in there. But that's really what you have to do because you're going to have to break that cycle of putting them in the bed with you. Right. And they'll end up sleeping better, you'll sleep better, and it'll have a better outcome in the end. Right. Yeah. But if you can, I would suggest starting from really birth as early as you can. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I held them for like the first six weeks. (laughs) So I don't blame you for that. But then after that, you really need to be consistent with letting them be in their own bed. And that should help when it gets ready for them to be in their own room. Yeah. Yeah, because they're already used to being alone when they sleep at that point. Yeah. My next question is, what's the best way to handle a toddler who bites? Um, my best piece of advice would be to bite them back. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because it will show them that that hurts and you can't do that to other people. And it's one thing to say it, but when you show them that it hurts, they're able to connect that a little bit more. Right. Right. Have you had to do that? Yeah, I bit the shit out of Michael. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he bit me right above, like, my the bra line. Yeah. He bit me right there. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh. He thought it was funny. He was, like, maybe, he was almost two. And he thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed his little arm, and I bit the fire out of him. Mm-hmm. Because he left teeth imprints on me. I know. And they were turning blue. I know. I had blood drawn on me. I was so (laughs) mad. So I bit his little arm and he just, you know, he did his little, you know, his his face, Mm -hmm. you know, but. I mean, they're going to do that, but I think that's the best way to teach them. Oh, yeah. He hadn't bit me. He hadn't bit me or anybody since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. James didn't either after that. (laughs) After I did him, he didn't yeah. do it anymore either. Uh, Lenny ain't got no teeth, so I ain't worried about that one yet. But she's funny. Penny out. will sneak something in there every once in a while. 
And just be cautious, too. You know, when the kids get their face really close to your body mm-hmm. and it's flat, yeah. you know something's coming, <laughs> so just be cautious. No, no. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you got to move out the way. Push their head away. Something. Something. Like, no biting. No biting. I say that a lot. No biting. No yeah. biting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, my next question. When is it time to stop breastfeeding? Okay. Okay. Again, I can't. There are varying, um, like, people who, I don't know, there are varying opinions on this. Some people say you breastfeed as long as you want to. Mm-hmm. Some people say, oh, you know, you'll, you don't have to breastfeed them, you know, past six weeks. Because by that point, they got colostrum and all that stuff. I don't think you need to breastfeed past a year. Because by that point, it's just for you. It's not really for them. It's, they've, they've already mm-hmm. got... Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. No, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, you know, they get, to, they they breastfeed, but at the same time. It's a bond. It's a bond. I know. And so you're not doing them any favors by just letting that continue. Because mm-hmm. the older they get, the harder it's going to get to break them of that. Yeah. So you may as well do it, you know, before a year. So it's that like, way they're not starting the second year of their life with traumatic you know, experience. It's like uh, taking away the bottle or a sippy cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, at, at a year, they're supposed to switch from a bottle to a sippy cup. Yep. So just put the ass on a sippy cup, man. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Boob to sippy cup instead of Do babies sweat? Yes. Somebody really asked if babies sweat. <laughs> They're not humans. <laughs> they don't have pores like we do. <laughs> I mean, you know, the <laughs> get them good and hot. Let's find out. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, no, don't do that. Um, one of the pediatricians told me that uh, if you're hot, they're, they're hot. hot. Yeah. If you're cold. They're, They're cold. cold. Yeah. Their body works the exact same way that you do. Right. If they get really, really hot, yes, they're going to sweat because their body works the exact same way as yours. Right. Right. And I just want to throw out there, since we're talking about it, I hate, hate when I see moms walking down the street and it is cold outside and they are the mom is bundled up with a jacket a hoodie a beanie underneath some boots some pants you know just bundled up <laughs> and they're carrying in a, a toddler <laughs> yeah like in a onesie yeah <laughs> or a short sleeve shirt and some shorts with no shoes maybe some socks maybe but I hate that shit. That's not nice. If you're cold, imagine what this baby feels like. I hate that shit. Stop doing that. <laughs> God, I hate that. All right, just had to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That irks the hell out of me. <laughs> Do you know what short, short sleeves shorts would be? Who wears short shorts? <laughs> No, no, but you're right, we though. We wear short no, shorts. No, would, they would be bikini bottoms because they're short sleeve shorts. <laughs> okay. I guess they're booty shorts at that point. Yeah. Maybe it's just the thong. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what's your next question? Okay. Um. Let's see. My next question is, what is the best baby carrier? Mm, again, I think your arms. <laughs> <laughs> They're always there. Yeah. They're free. Yeah. You never leave them behind. You know. You don't get somewhere and be like, shit, I got no way to carry the baby. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You got two carriers on you at all times. <laughs> um, well, that is hilarious. Um. <laughs> I have the Infantino 4-in-1, mm-hmm. and I really love that thing. I had, like, three of them. <laughs> I have never used 
No, but the cool thing is, is you can carry the baby on your back. Right. So, like, it lets you carry on the back or the front. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the side or, you know, like, they're really, they're really neat carriers. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about them is they really made my back hurt. I don't feel like I found one that gave me enough support in my back while I was carrying the baby to be able to use it. Really? Yeah. Did you have an Infantino 4-in-1? I want to say I did, yeah. I had like three different ones. I don't know. Maybe I just have a bad back. I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, it can't be worse than mine. I don't know. Anyway, so, you would say an Infantino carrier. Infantino 4-in-1, yes. Okay. There's a lot of cool carriers out there, too. There are. Yeah, um, I think somebody gave me one of the ones that wrapped around your body. You know, it was just like a long piece of cloth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was confusing as shit, It was. You're, like, you're sitting here, like, okay... Wrap me up. <laughs> right? You better hope you don't lose the instructions that come with it. Oh, my God. then you will really be up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah, Just you will. saying. You're sitting here, like, trying to just, like, mummy wrap the child to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And if you have to get out of that thing in a hurry, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. It's not happening. It's not happening. See, that's why I liked my Infantino, because that thing, all, it was two clips. Yeah. Clip, clip. Mm-hmm. And then you could literally pick the baby <laughs> up with the thing, put it over somebody else, and then just two clips, clip, clip, and then that's it. And then you just run in the bathroom. I always felt like I had to have somebody else help me get the baby out because it was very difficult for me to do it by myself. I actually, like, like <clears throat> leaned over the bed one time yeah, and, like, put the baby's back right on the bed and then unsnapped it and took, I think yeah. it was James, took him out that way. Yeah. That's what I had to do. Um, Because I was by mm, myself. Yeah. And then also, too, what I do not like about carriers, um, for one, you, you spend money on it, but you really don't get to use it that long, I feel. For two, if you're small in stature... It might be difficult on your back to use those things. Yeah. Maybe that's why I couldn't do it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I feel like there's going to be plenty of instances where you're going to find yourself somewhere and be like, fuck, I need it. And you don't have it. And <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I have three of them, but I never used them. Alright, so my next question is, how do I potty train? Um, I don't know. Let me know if you can give me any advice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've definitely heard of a few ways, but I think whatever way you choose to use, you have to be consistent. Yeah. And persistent. Mm-hmm. Because... That's really ultimately what it's going to take. Right. Yeah. And then, two, you have to wait until your child is ready. Yeah. Because if you try to do it before they're ready, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. So, really, you have to wait until they're ready. I think Michael is almost there because the other day he ran out to me and he goes, Mommy, I got to poop. I said, okay, and then he squatted down and he shit in his pants. (laughs) So I think he's almost there. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, let's go to the bathroom. And then he was just like, he just squatted. Like, he's like, no, mom, no time. Just, you know. Exactly. But I think he's almost there. Yeah, when they can recognize those bodily functions, then, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're ready. He's not all the way there yet, but he's almost there. With James, I think he knows when he has to poop, but he's terrified of the toilet for some reason. Yeah. So that's what we are working with. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Uh, Michael's a little afraid of the, the toilet. What's 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 gotten really <laughs> interesting is he's got the little like training potty. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, there's a regular toilet. Well, he calls the training potty the big boy potty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of potty is this? And he goes, no. I said, what? He just looked at me dead on and was just, 
no, mommy, not potty. <laughs> I was like, what? 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 This is a potty. He goes, no, mommy, no potty. I was like, what are you talking about? But I guess he thinks that that is just like something else. Something else. Huh. Even though Daddy, you know, even though he runs in there and he sees his Daddy sitting on it, you know? Okay. Oh, my next question is how do I bathe a newborn? All right. That's pretty simple. That is pretty simple. Uh-huh. Um, you always make sure first that you have everything ready to go. And I've yeah. learned this from you because I used to watch you bathe Elijah and you uh-huh. always had everything ready to yeah. go. So in my bathroom, I have my changing pad that sits uh-huh. on the counter. I always make sure that there's pull-ups and diapers right there next to it. Yeah. I go ahead and get their clothes picked out. Yeah. I go ahead and make sure they got a a fresh, clean diaper sitting right there on top of their clothes. Mm-hmm. And I always make sure that I have their towels. And then I get their washcloths and their soap. So I always make sure everything is right there and ready to go. And then I go ahead and if, when I, when I had, when Michael was, was a newborn, of course, you know, he was like eight pounds. So I had a newborn sling. Both of my boys were. Yeah. Did you have the newborn sling too in your little... Bathroom. No, I didn't. I had a newborn sling. That bet that was nice. And it was like a little hammock thing. No, I know what they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, his little fat butt was able to sit in it maybe three times. Wow. Because he's just started gaining so much weight. Yeah. So I put him in that little little hammock thing, and you know he's sitting here moving like you know a little lizard and you know I bathed them then I rubbed him down with the lotion and then I put his clothes on him and we'd mm-hmm. sing a song and then it's ready for night night time you know yeah I also found a good tip uh instead of putting the baby bathtub instead of the bathtub like your actual big bathtub it's easier to put it on a counter at, like, waist-high level because it does not kill your back that way. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a changing pad, you can just put that right next to it on the counter as well yeah. with all your stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I learned that. Okay, so my next question, which is also funny, why does my baby drool so much? Uh, because they have no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing slopping that spit. You know, they produce just as much saliva as we do, only we have teeth to hold it in our mouths, and babies do not. So that is why, instead of it being held in and getting swallowed, which, oh my God, that sounds so gross. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) They, it just comes out. So that's why. Yep. That's why you have a probably blue-eyed slobber monster because uh-huh. most babies are born with blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, my next question is, um, do babies dream? That's a good one. All right. So um, studies have shown that that there is a possibility that babies do dream. Mm-hmm. But their dream in their dreams, they are not self-aware. Because babies are not self-aware. Mm-hmm. So, what they dream about is just, you know, like, shapes and colors. Mm-hmm. Just, it's all sensory. Yeah. That would be what they would be dreaming about. Yeah. And, and they've done studies where they've found that, you know, it is a, it's very likely that they do dream. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure they do. Yeah. You ever watch them, their little face when they sleep? Uh-huh. They smile. And they frown. Yeah. They almost cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. But they only dream about things they've seen. So if they're right. crying about something in their dream, it must be something that they've seen that terrified them, made them upset while they were awake. Yeah, but I don't think newborns can see clearly. I think things are fuzzy at first. They can see, like, bright lights, but I think things are fuzzy at first. Yeah, from a certain distance, yeah. 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 All right, so my next question is, this is funny. I don't know why I think this is funny. How do I change a diaper? (laughs) As fast as possible. (laughs) As fast as possible. (laughs) You know, again, 
after three kids, um, <laughs> I've learned there are little tricks that you can actually do to make this yeah. a very fast experience. One thing that uh, you can do is take the new diaper and go ahead and place it underneath your baby before you even start to change them. Yeah, just be careful because if it's a blowout. Yeah, I, I, I was getting that. Okay, go I ahead. was definitely go getting ahead, that. Go ahead. Um, you can go ahead and put the new diaper underneath your baby, and then when you remove the soil diaper, the new one will already be right there, so you don't have to worry about getting peed on. Some babies are notorious for pissing on you every time you change them. So if you have one of those like I did, <laughs> you got to get clever. So that's one way you can go ahead and quickly change them if it's just a wet diaper. You know, you can wipe them down really quick and then you're good to go ahead and, yeah. change, you know, fasten it up. Um, you can also, because again, I had boys, so they have little water hoses that shit goes mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, while you're, if you, uh, like you said, a soil diaper... Uh, I would not recommend doing that if it's really bad because you will actually end up getting poop on the clean day. Yeah. So don't do that. But if you do have to clean up some poop, and again, mostly this just works with boys, uh, take like a um, burp cloth or something and put it over them, like around their waist, so that if they do pee, oh, make sure it's covering their little private parts. So that way, if they do pee, it'll just go in the burp cloth or whatever that yeah. cloth is. Yeah. Instead of spraying everywhere <laughs> like a happy water hose. So, yep. yeah, that's another one that I learned. Oh, and just make sure that when you do go to change diaper that you have everything that you need yes. within arm's reach. Yes. Don't be like my husband and knowing that there's poop on the butt. Goes to the bathroom without a clean diaper or wipes. Hey, it's so, gonna happen. It's gonna so happen. So, every time? It, no, every time. not every time. Okay. As a matter of fact, I even pull out, like, depending on how bad it is, yeah. pull out a few wipes yep. before I even open the diapers. So yep. it's just boom, boom, boom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I would also recommend a diaper genie because oh, they are also yes, going to keep your are. house from smelling like poop. Yeah, they are. Okay, well, I have one more question. Which I thought we should uh, include. Okay. And it is also from new parents. Again, you know, they're all, they all are. Yeah. So this one is how to be a good parent. I thought that was a very good one. So uh, the best advice I would say on how to be a good parent. It's really not that hard to be a parent. Um, but the thing that I feel is most important is being very loving with your child, spending time with them, you know, making those bonds, memories, those connections, yeah. teaching them things, being there for them. Those are very simple little things, but they mean a lot. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because it's like my grandma always said that, you know, like, children remember everything. They remember the good and the bad, so you always want to make the good more than the bad. Mm-hmm. So, it's important to take time and make sure that they're they feel like they can come to you with anything. Yeah, make them feel loved. Yeah, and that's really making trust as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Building trust, and it's also important for them to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, like just make sure that whatever they're interested in, even if it doesn't interest you. Yeah make it mm-hmm. because that could be the difference between them coming to you with a problem or them ending up in jail because they didn't come to you with a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so. that's why I play Pokemon Go now because of Elisha. Yeah. He liked it. So yeah. that's why I do it now. That's our thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's not too hard. Take a deep breath. You got this and you'll be surprised how much can actually come naturally to you. Right. It's yeah. If you, if you, and it's common sense, please use common sense. Yes. Yeah. A lot of it's common sense. If you genuinely want to be a good parent, it's not hard. Yeah. It's right. not hard to be a good parent. All right. Well, we're going to close with some trivia here. Um, I have Halloween themed trivia. Woohoo. So, as you know, you're going to get a dollar for every question you get right. Right. Okay. 
Um, you do have a bonus question tonight, so you have an opportunity to make an extra dollar. Woohoo! All righty. Here we go. <laughs> what is the most favorite Halloween candy? Like, what candy sells the most at Halloween? Is this a trick question? I feel like this <laughs> no. is a trick. Are you, like, no. candy corn? I don't how am I supposed to, Twix, Snickers? I mean, out of all the candy, you can't just pick one, and you, out of, if you, you pick candy corn? Really? Like, because that's what, everybody relates candy corn to Halloween. I fucking hate candy corn. Just because you hate candy corn doesn't mean that it's not bought at Halloween. I'm just saying. Okay. okay. What so is, what, what is your answer? Is it chocolate? Well, yeah, most of the candy is. Yeah, Okay. But you didn't, you no, didn't tell no, me if no, I no, needed no, no, a no, brand no, of no, candy. No, 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 Chocolate is not the answer. Chocolate <laughs> is a hint. Okay. Um, Snickers. No. Reese's. Ah, oh, but you said Snickers first. So, uh, no, no. I'm going to go ahead and put a big X next to that. Okay. <laughs> Fine. All right. Number two. Pumpkins can be orange, white, green, and what other color? I didn't know this. <laughs> teal? You said teal? Yeah, because the teal pumpkin. You put a teal pumpkin on your um, porch if you give out candy that's um, okay for kids with allergies to eat. Out of all the colors, you choose teal? I said orange, white, green. Those are basic colors. Teal is not a basic color. Black. Is that your final answer? <laughs> you said pumpkins can be orange, white, green. Or, yeah, orange, or, white, green, or what other color? Yellow? <laughs> I don't fucking know. So, what's your final answer? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's a big X. Is it yellow? It is not. <laughs> what is and it? And it was not black either. <laughs> so, and it was not teal. <laughs> so what is the answer? Blue. Blue pumpkin? Blue. Why is it blue? I don't know. Is it naturally blue? Apparently. This is some pumpkins no. can be orange, white, green, or whatever. But you color. didn't say if it was if they were naturally that color or if they were painted that color. Mary Nell. Oh my god. Okay. You need to listen to the damn question. I am. <laughs> okay. Number three. From which words did bonfire originate? Now bonfires are pretty popular in Halloween. Everybody wants it to do a bonfire. I like to burn shit, so I guess I get it. From which words did bonfire originate? I know the last part's campfire, right? No. I'll give you um, a hint. It's two words. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think campfire is two words, but the answer that makes the word Bonfire is just two words. <laughs> so it can't be campfire. But yes, you were right about the fire part. Bonfire? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's kind of in there already. Think about it. It's Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Scary shit. Got some fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's Halloween. Scary. <laughs> is, is the first word scary? Is it like a scary word? No, no. I'm just, I mean, it's Halloween. This is Halloween trivia. These are Halloween-themed questions. But I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, so you got fire. Can you just take a guess at the other word? Bon. I, I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what if I told you that the word is in bonfire, but it's missing one letter? Bonefire? Bone <laughs> and fire. <laughs> Apparently, they used bone and fire.
did I get that one right? <sighs> you got half of it, right? <laughs> I'll give it to you. Apparently, you can't do 50 cents on cash. <laughs> should just give you half credit. Okay. You got 50 cents from the other week that I couldn't send you, so oh. we'll just put them together and give you a dollar. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but All I right. got the other question right, right? You This this is the third question, and so far you have gotten number one wrong, number two wrong, <laughs> and you got half of number three, but I'm going to give it to you. Okay. So now we're on number four, which has a bonus question. Okay. Okay. Number four is, what was candy corn originally called? Now, it's candy corn. Just going to put that out there for you. I get it's candy corn. What it's does that corn. have to do? I know it's corn. Okay. What is, why are you saying candy? Like that? I just meant like corn. <laughs> You said what was the original name for candy corn? Yes. Um, Do you know it? Was it corn taffy? No, but it does um, mimic corn. And what do you feed corn to? Cows? Chickens? Humans? <laughs> it was chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Is it chicken corn? <laughs> oh my god. It's chicken feed. I'm not giving oh, you that. Chicken. I had to spoon feed that to you. I didn't understand. I don't, you said it does mimic corn. You yeah, said it mimic corn mimics corn. I thought you meant like the name still had corn in it. The bonus question is, what are the colors of candy corn starting with the base point? By the base point, I mean... If you were standing it up and it like made a tri you know, triangle with the tall little peak at the top and the wide part at the bottom. I'm talking about the wide part at the bottom. We're starting there. Just so we're clear, there's no confusion. We're starting there. Okay. Okay. What are the colors from there? Orange, yellow, white. I thought the same thing. It's brown, orange, yellow, white, isn't it? Which one are you marrying to? Because you can't have both. Brown, orange, yellow, white. Okay, so that's your final answer? Yeah. Okay, you're still wrong. Okay. So, <laughs> the answer is yellow, orange, white. Oh, I said orange. I know white's at the top. Yeah, white is at the top. Yeah, but it's yellow, orange. Interesting. Yeah, I thought the same the same thing you did. All right, so last one, last chance. So far, you've made one dollar. So this is your last chance at one more dollar. What famous magician died on Halloween? What famous magician died on Halloween? Uh huh. Houdini. Yes, Harry Houdini. Good job. Thanks. All right, so you won two dollars. Holla holla! You got two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this podcast and for um, entertaining our topic of new mom questions. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at. Fed up and tired podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is fed up and a n d tired podcast at gmail.com. I'm Mary Nell. And I'm Melissa. Thank you for joining us on Fed, fed up, up and, and Tired. tired.